Yes, hi, hey, hello, g'day, and welcome to the Coast of Football Ramble podcast. This week, we recap our last couple of games against Bali and MacArthur. We look ahead to our clash in Perth and also over in Bali. We catch up with Mariners' young gun, Bradley Tapp. And of course, we answer your questions. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Tice and Morrow. Hey, Pete. Hey, fellas. Howdy doody. How we doing? Not too bad. Yeah. All right. It's good to be back. Cruising. Yeah, it's good to have you back. What is this, appearance number two? This is appearance number two. Appearance number two. Last yeah. time I was on, Benny was not quite good. <laughs> In between that, he's come good. We've, uh, and, and he's gone. And he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> What a uh, what a break! Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a break uh, between drinks there, but um, yeah, fantastic to have you back. Let's, uh, fellas, dive right into it as we always do with Fred's question. Fred this week asks, "What do we do with a player like Wilson? Who else do we have instead of maybe Thea Harris?" I'm actually not sure. Uh, I think what we've seen from Wilson so far hasn't been very encouraging. Unfortunately, um, he just looks like he's someone that's lacking a bit of confidence. Mm. I'm not sure what that is because I know a lot of people, a lot of the uh, Victory fans were pretty upset with him leaving. So they must have seen something in him. Uh, we are yet to see that, I think. I'm not sure what the answer is. Yeah, still still giving Wilson a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Um, what is it, third, fourth match now? Mm-hmm. Um there's been glimpses amongst that that there's a player in there, but not enough um, for my liking. Having said that, I thought that justified – I think we talked about it last week. I thought it justified him, uh, the coach, choosing Thea Harris mm. first. Mm-hmm. Um, but who have we got outside of those two? Well, I think Miguel De Pizzio, De Pizzio. has looked pretty good actually and uh, you know it, it, he's come on he came on in the game on the weekend and this was not a great time for a young kid to be coming on and you know making his second or third appearance I think it might have been in the side and he's he's learning and if we're honest I, fe- I felt we were worst at the sort of time that he was on the pitch not because of his presence but because of the way that we had managed the changes and so forth in the game we didn't have a lot at that time so that left a fair bit of responsibility for a young kid so but I think he'd be capable of being that player that we're probably looking for um but yeah I think I think we probably don't have huge number of resources in that space mm. um not without a big structural change I don't think no yeah yeah and I think that may have been part of the reason why we actually signed Wilson in the first place because there were rumors that Monty was looking at changing the shape this season uh, to more of a sort of diamond midfield which I think would suit Wilson much more than being sort of I think he's being square peg round hold in a lot of ways I don't see him as a winger a little bit, yeah. But I think his biggest issue is the football basics. It's missing passes and things well, like yeah, that. Which I don't think. Of, yeah. I don't think it should matter if you're in the middle of the field or out wide or up high or at the back. Like you should be able to hit a, a five ten meter pass mm. to your player. And that's where I think what's letting him down. Confidence. I think it's got to be confidence. Yeah. So it's up to Mark Jackson to sort of you know get around him and and um, boost that to the extent that he can. I do think that you, there's something in what you said, Pete, that the diamond, uh, as a wide player in that diamond, which is not such a wide player, then mm-hmm. that would have suited his game um, compared to the game we're playing now because he doesn't really have the, any of that sort of elusive quality where he can run out players the way that Thea Harris can or even De Pizio, to be honest. Um, that's, or that's how it looks so far to me. 
uh, maybe showed a bit of that for victory. So I do think there's maybe something in he would have been better if we were going with a diamond. And he's probably not the only Monty creation that we've got in the team who the mm. current game plan doesn't entirely suit. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but he's young, so I'm, I think for now we have to sort of stay patient and work out how to manage that situation between the pair that we've got there. Even if we were playing with two tens, like I, I really enjoyed the system that um, Abbas was playing when he first came into the academy side with uh, the sort of four at the back, screening midfielder in front, left winger, right winger, two tens and a nine. I think it'd be perfect in that sort of system. Yeah, that's probably true. But again, confidence, you know, just got to find his feet again, really. After what was really a bright start at victory, he really hasn't set the world alight so far here. True. Yep. True. But yeah, going back to Fred's question, who else do we have? Um, Yeah, Migsy is, is, um, I'd love to see him get a shot. He was so good cutting in from the left for the MPL side until his uh, injury at the end of the season there. I think he's ready to make a step up. Wouldn't hurt, I don't think. Yeah, I think. Or at least give him a bit another a bit a few more minutes in the next game or something just to ease his way into it instead of going straight into a start but um because he, he came on against barley yep and came out against newcastle last season as well up there yeah for two minutes or something ago, like that yeah mm. let's not count that um <laughs> but yeah recently he's not, he hasn't had a lot of minutes yet so maybe a, a longer stint in the next game and then see how it goes from there i think there is an issue there though is there and we'll maybe touch on a bit more later but we, the way that we managed the substitutions in this game didn't really suit what I think we needed to do. If you're bringing Wilson on after what we've seen before this and expecting him to be an impact player, then I'm not sure that that was a legitimate expectation. Um, and I'm, I probably was saying on the show last week that um, Theahara should get a chance to start and I stick to that. But... Yeah, let's just say bringing Wilson on to replace him is underwhelming when, you know, Theo Harris is running at any player who comes near him and we're sort of used to that spark that he brings on the pitch when he comes on late, whereas much harder for Wilson to come on and have that kind of impact. So I I think maybe um, the coach got that wrong, Um, although... Christian Theoharis probably wishes I was wrong because <laughs> he just wants to play and fair play to him because he's been fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I just felt we we didn't get better as we made substitutes and Wilson was a part of that. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it. 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 Looking very quickly at uh, a few Central Coast Mariners items of business, uh, some people may have noticed that the Mariners are relocating their office here at the Centre of Excellence. Closer to the cafe? <laughs> a little bit closer to the cafe for the coffee runs, yeah. Yeah, how good. <laughs> Moving from uh, level three, of course, here at Tugred down to the ground floor, just across from the office as you walk in, or across from the cafe as you walk in. Um, there's going to be a bit of a merchandise outlet in there, I hear, as well. Need somewhere to buy it. Wild rumours, yeah. Well, that's Try it. Try the shirts on. Yeah. New supplier and all. <laughs> New supplies. Yeah. No, fantastic. And it's something that the club's talked about for a long, long time, having their own sort of um, physical retail presence. Um, fantastic to see it actually taking shape. Yeah, and I think it's the concept is is just something that is new, as Sean pointed out, in Australian football to sort of get almost our own merch not really our own merch, but to have a, a you know a big say in, in how that merch is. Mm. I'm hoping that it'll lead to things like, you know, crests on business socks 
and other, you know, benign things. You, you would. <laughs> you know what? Just quietly, I probably would too. I've got a couple of Mariners ties. <laughs> One of them was actually given to me uh, after his final game by previous media manager here, Benny O'Neill. Oh, that's a collector's item. Yeah, it is. Yeah, nice. I think I wore it to a Mariners medal dinner a few years ago, actually. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> no, I would never do that, but um, I've definitely worn it uh, to a business function, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> shout out to Benny. Yeah, shout out Benny. <laughs> shout out Benny. Also, coming up next week uh, is, of course, and we will talk about it in depth a little bit more very, very shortly, our trip to Bali. Um, now, those who have registered on the club's official um, tour to Bali there should have received an email this afternoon from the big chief himself, Mr. Sean Mellicamp, uh, with confirmation that you're all booked for the official Mariners supporters bus for the Bali away match on November 8th, which will be hosted by none other than the goal machine, Danny McBreen. Ooh. Mm. Not a uh, not a bad one there. So very much looking forward to that one myself. Wants to get over there for some smoothies and... Bintang smoothies. <laughs> Nazi Garen. <laughs> <laughs> Quick look at the Mariners Academy. Uh, they were back to training today. Uh, a lot of new faces who had a bit of an uh, uh, introduction session um, yesterday or Monday. Looking like we're going to go in with nearly an entirely under 20 year old squad across both under 20s and first grade in the MPL this season. Abbasad, head coach, once again, of course, very happy with the makeup of the squad so far. Speaking of the MPL, two new uh, two new faces to the first grade side uh, or the Mariners senior side, Nico Duarte and uh, Bailey Brantman, both signing scholarship deals. Yeah, Duarte's been around for a little while. A couple uh, of years now, yeah. Bailey did well in international duty just recently, so mm. that's a nice reward, I think. Mm. And this is who we are. So, you know, having a young, that's a thats a badge of honour, having such a young uh, first team at that level, I think. Um, you know, it puts a little bit of pressure, I suppose, on above that because um, that's where Monty used to draw his um, wild cards from. Um, so they're going to be some young wild cards now. But, um, yeah, we've got to keep the production line going and rely on the coach to continue that great work that Monty did. So, mm. so if... Um, Abbas's heart is uh, happy, then, yeah, fair play. And be taking a big squad over to Perth and Bali for the next uh, couple of games as well because obviously we've got Bali we can have, I think, up to 12 on the bench in the AFC car. Uh, so they'll be making sure that um, they've got all their bases covered there. Also smoothies and bintang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Well, let's talk a bit about the AFC Cup, of course. Uh, speaking of Bali, we did take on Bali in our most recent AFC Cup game at home. Can we just get a midweek game where it's not absolutely flogging down? Any danger? It'd be nice. <laughs> we were undercover and somehow the rain was going in the opposite direction of us, but hooking underneath <laughs> the roof and then hitting the back of our heads. <laughs> Crazy I don't know stuff. how it works. It's just <laughs> not physically yeah. mental. Um, this one, of course, did finish in favour of your Central Coast Mariners by six goals to three. Um, bit of an element of a ding-dong affair in parts to this one, I think. Um, it did see us go 12 unbeaten on the bounce at home. 
Saw the return of Brad Tapp to professional football after 392 days since his last match. Fantastic to see him out there, and we'll hear from him a bit later this Arvo as well. Um, didn't start very convincingly, did it? I think we are having plenty of chances, but they just weren't going in. Mm. Uh, a bit like the um, Adelaide game. Mm. And then, of course, we got sucker punched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> goal against the run of the play, I think. Got a feel for the young keeper, Wachowski. Jeez. It wasn't, gr- it wasn't great. No. It <laughs> wasn't great for his resume. No. Just lost um, his bearings, I guess. And <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah. I think you hopefully you forget that one. Mm. Um, but it was good to see the boys rally around him after that mistake. That was straight to him, yeah. And we bounced back and got a, got a goal and then kind of put our foot down a little oh, bit. Didn't we just get a goal? Yeah. Rot Row, Jacob Farrell has discovered shooting. Uh, he absolutely leathered this equaliser. It's a banger. <laughs> He's not bad at it, is he? He smashed it. Oh, he showed us that finishing is a thing for him <laughs> all in one match. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah. Not yeah, not just the one, but two as well. He got one in the second half as well. That was a very good finish. That, that was a yeah, tidy both. finish. Yeah, great finish. Yeah, yeah, to round out the scoring for us on the uh, on the evening. Two goals from the penalty spot from Marco Tullio. One question that I've seen come up a lot. I didn't know you were allowed to sort of stop your run-up that much. When you're taking a pen these days, yeah, it was a, a very emphasized um, stutter. Yeah, a lot of, I've noticed a lot of players doing that now. It used to be a few that would do it, and now it seems to be very common all over the football world. Yeah, um, he stopped a lot. It was I was surprised he got away with it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I thought it may have been pulled back, but no, the referee awarded the goal, and we played the music, and on we went. And and uh, Christian Theoharis broke his duck for the club as well. Yes, finally. <laughs> I've been waiting for that. Like he's worked hard and he's earned that right. He's I hit think, the woodwork you know. about 273 times so far. <laughs> um, but um, good, to see one, good to see him stick one in the back of the net, finally, yes. I think the rule says that you, you can't stop. And I, 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 that, would, I mean, that, yeah. would you I would argue that's a stop? Well, he certainly started his run. I'm just coming up with another word that's not stopped. <laughs> but he, um, he started his run, but I don't know if he actually stopped. He slowed a lot, sufficient to, you know, commit the keeper and so forth. Was there enough momentum there, do you think? 100%. That must have been. <laughs> yeah. If it was them taking the pen, absolutely not. Who am I to question the AFC officials? I, <laughs> never. You never hear it from me. Um, of course, Bali uh, did notch up a couple of other goals themselves. Privat Mbaga uh, scoring just after the resumption of half time, And uh, Jefferson um, to add maybe some respect to the scoreline, uh, notching one late as well. A little bit of respect. Yeah. <laughs> how was he? Um, how, how did he stay on the pitch? Was he ten? Um, Jefferson, no, he was ninety. Yeah. So how did ten stay on the pitch? Because yeah. Yeah, the battle with the referee, like mm-hmm. that, went on and 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 on, <laughs> and eventually <laughs> he was taken off much later than I expected for somebody who was, you know, flapping his mouth as much as he was. Mm. Um, the referee had the patience of an absolute saint. Wow. Like, oh. I've never seen a player in the face of the referee for that with that level of intensity for that length of time and not be sanctioned for it, to be honest. So, mm. yeah, lucky boy, that one. Good to see the uh, the Hall-Paul combo we spoke about last week. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's not bad either. Yeah, didn't like, mind. Yep. I mean, you, you, you can't not have Caltech in mm. the back four anymore because he's possibly the best defender in the comp. Big call. He's in the argument. Big call, but he's good. Um, And so, you know, you have to bring him in there, but I don't think we really lost a lot doing it the other way. And I think that's, you know, Dan's opportunity. I think he did well. Um, Did he nearly get a goal? 
Holy yeah, he came close. Yeah. yeah. Had he got that, then now we're talking a different game and <laughs> confidence soaring and all of that stuff. So, so yeah, no, I think that, you know, Hall Paul, I think we deemed it Paul Hall. Did we? Actually. <laughs> well. <laughs> Should be Hall Paul anyway. alphabetical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. It was a good game for Hawley to come back. As what, his last game was, this, was it the Sydney Cup game? Mm. And he made a bit of a mistake in that one, I think, from memory. Mm. It yeah. cost us a goal. So mm. it was good, a good game for him to come back and sort of ease back like, into yeah, it. Yeah, ease back into it and build up some confidence. Yeah, it was fantastic to see him back out there. And he was, yeah, I think um, feeling a lot better for, for the match, for the minutes and for his performance as well on the whole. Yeah, he was strong and the bloke who he was playing against was pretty big and strong himself and uh, definitely using that physicality or trying to on Dan. And I thought he wasn't having it. Mm. Um, shut him out, really. So... Fair play. Man of the match in this one, according to FootMob, was Marco Tullio. But uh, personally, I would have probably given it to Faz. 100% Farrell. Mm. Yeah, how was it not Faz? Yeah. I don't trust FootMob at all. <laughs> Faz is out of control. He just establishes a new level nearly every week mm. and just goes to that one. And then you expect yeah. next week he's going to go to another one. Like, mm. Mm. But, uh, we haven't seen like Even, even the goals aside, though, Farrell was just a clear standout. I Solid, yeah. I Solid think he, everywhere. I, th- I think he got Defensively beaten attacking. Once. Yeah. yeah. He was just... Awesome. Yeah. And we missed him a lot on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, that result, of course, sees us go top of the Group G standings in the AFC Cup after a two-all draw between Stallion, Laguna and Terengganu FC. Big thank you to my sweet Filipino kings. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit probably the most appropriate uh, interlude that we could put in that position there. After our Bali game, uh, quick turnaround as we faced MacArthur at home on Sunday. This one uh, not going our way on the afternoon. MacArthur 2, your Mariners won our first loss at home since the 11th of December 2022. So annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about the game was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially us. <laughs> I mean, we just never quite got going and then we made substitutes and we were even worse. We played like the team that just got back from Cambodia, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fair call, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that we were horrendous in every moment. There were moments in the game where we actually did some great things, but they weren't enough. And if you watch uh, the six-minute highlights, we had a lot of lot more of the uh, the clips. The chances, yeah. Uh, the, and the, one of the chances for MacArthur was just a pass back to Danny. So, <laughs> I think, yeah. And it was the same in the Adelaide game too. We created plenty of chances. We're just not I mean, we had them. three chances in the first eight minutes. Yeah. Like, you know, again, bright opening sort of 20 minutes or so and then just faded. Yeah, but we were very flat as the game went on. Yeah, yeah. And our substitutes, we're not used to it. When Monty was around here, we used to whinge about how Aloe wasn't going to get a start and uh, other players were not going to be in the starting lineup. Theo Harris was not going to be in the starting lineup, etc. But we had become used to, you know, we're going all right, we're in the game, we've kept ourselves in or we've even gone a goal up or something and now we make substitutions and it's like bang, we're hitting the opposition hard and that just fizzled out in this game. Um, You know, I don't think it was really the players. I think it was the plan. Our plan just didn't have a bang at the end of it. So I guess we had all our eggs in the basket of um, we need to go up early, didn't ch- didn't achieve it, got suckered by them, they got their um, goal and goals and 
our substitutes were not something that was going to, you know, change the game. Mm. So Do you think it's just that um, Jackson doesn't isn't as familiar with the players yet as what Monty I think that's was? Got so a big he, part he, of he doesn't know. He doesn't have the, you know, doesn't make the right decisions mm. in terms of who to bring on when. Whereas Monty seemed to know when to bring certain players on and get the get the impact. Mm. Might just be a bit of time. I think that's got a big part to play. Yeah, you know, if if Monty's here, did someone like a Migsy come on sooner than he did? You know, he's on a bit of a hiding to nothing when he came on, really chasing the game, but um, didn't really have the the support around him as well. I guess at the same time, yeah, I think that's a big part to play. Maybe we don't have as much depth as we thought we did. Probably Maybe, not. but I guess I I I couldn't have imagined Monty putting out the first team in all of its glory and not having something up his sleeve. Mm. Always, We were always whinging at, Mon- at the idea that Monty wasn't letting Alou have a start, um, etc. cetera. The Garang. Garang. Yeah. Um, and not the only ones either, you know. That was always the thing that we were sort of like, why are these players not getting a start? Well, maybe Monty knew more about that than we thought he did and, and Mark Jackson just has to learn that as well because um, – you know, Alo won't want to hear me say it, but his impact in the game was difficult and got more difficult the longer he was out there. And so we didn't see his best in this game. Um, whereas we know what used to happen when we bring him on at 60 minutes or 70 minutes and he, he would do what he says he's going to do and bang in goals. Um, <laughs> bang goals win games. Bang goals win games. So, so yeah, I just feel like in this case, um, you know, I felt like the players actually gave it everything, but maybe our plan was a bit sus. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I can't tell if it was Alou's fault or not that he wasn't really in the game much and he wasn't in the Adelaide game much either. Is, is Tulio getting in his way? Well, is, is, he not, say, is he not yeah. working hard enough? I, I, I don't know what the answer is there, but it, he just doesn't seem involved in the game. It's a strange one because it, it feels like he's isolated but, but he's also getting crowded out at the same time. Yeah, he's got Tulio on top of it. It seemed like Tulio was getting all the balls in the middle there. Mm, mm. And any, any other chances we had were coming from Theo Harris and, um, and Torres, Torres and, cut, cutting in. And that's it. They both were cutting in yeah. every opportunity they got. Yeah. And Nizzi was playing very far, very high. Yeah, so, I, I much prefer to see Nizzi higher up like that. But then you've got, you know, Theo Harris, Nisbet, Torres, Tulio, Qual, all creating a very similar sort of space there. Correct. So it makes it difficult to play in the channels, I guess, and kind of open up the defence the way that we did against MacArthur last season. Mm. I'm, and I'm all for Torres cutting in all the time, but maybe he does need it. Well, I mean, while it's effective, but maybe he does need to... <laughs> a plan B? <laughs> yeah, maybe he needs to mix it up a little bit and go down the line and see what happens then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and even if nothing comes of it, it starts putting doubt in the other t- the opposition's mind. Something I saw Mick Komet um, mention earlier today, actually, which I 100% agree with and something that I lauded quite a bit on the podcast last year, was our rotation in the front third last year when we had Cummings, Tulio, um, even Nisbet getting forwards, uh, Sammy Silvera, Benny and Kalolo, and they would all rotate. Whereas now it doesn't feel like we've got that rotation. It feels like they're all, as you say, yeah, that's a good sort point. Of getting in each other's way and stepping on their toes. And maybe the timing of those rotations, because for me in the game... We early in the game, we didn't really make a lot of crosses, primarily because those two guys were cutting in on both sides, really. Um, 
Theo Harris. Do, he, do he we want to go anywhere? Sorry, but, to cut in. Do we want to cross when it's Aspro and um, <laughs> and Oshkosh? Yeah, Oshkosh. <laughs> well, I guess that goes <laughs> pretty to, tall. I guess, guess, big fella. I yeah. don't disagree, but we started to cross as soon as we took a low off. Mm, so, yeah. so now we're crossing to, yeah, to Wenzel Halls. Who and is that was about, us running out of ideas? What, I think five inches shorter than Allo. Yeah, and also you know you've got to say Allo's specialty is. Heading is very strong in the spectacular air. Spectacular headers. Mm. So what you're right, and the HMA's big fella was still there. <laughs> um, so, but I just thought that we varied that in the wrong way. Mm. Um, so when Alo was out there, we didn't play to his strengths, and then we started playing to his strengths as soon as we replaced him. And mm. yeah, so so you're right. I think um, you know what 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 about the idea that um, Torres would uh, go to the left and Thea Harris to the right, or even Wilson to mm. the right. Um, and um, maybe we've got those two different sorts of uh, aspects to us where we're going to run at players on the one side, but on the other side we're going to make crosses um, and, and play to a lows game. So I don't know. I just left the game Vary, vary like, the delivery. Don't, don't keep it the same every time. Yeah, I just felt like we, we had more than we showed. Mm. We, we didn't give our best in this game, um, and I felt that started with the game plan. Yeah, I, f- I feel, yeah, maybe we're playing within ourselves a little bit. Um, championship hangover. Don't call it a hangover yet. It's only two games in. Yeah, exactly. Not too worried yet. I was looking at it the other night. I mean, 2021-22 um, season, we only won three of our opening 12 games. Mm. And we finished third that season, I think. 2022-23, um, sorry, we finished fifth, um, made the finals. 22-23, won the championship, won only two of our first six. So it's not panic stations yet, no. um, but need to see something pretty soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you saw the Adelaide game, Thumping City, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be too concerned about losing to them. Yeah. We had the two big injuries and then um, in this game, MacArthur aren't too bad. Uh, they weren't great, but I feel like looking at the other games – over the weekend, um, we should be able to get some wins, I think, because some of the other teams don't look too great. I think maybe, um, you know, the the changes that they were able to bring on in, play, in players like Uli Davia and uh, even Lachlan Rose coming off the bench are probably going to have a little bit more of an impact than, than some players that we would bring off the bench in similar sort of roles. Yeah, I agree. So what of controversy in this game, boys? Oh, right. So the first controversial thing I want to mention is... Uh, last week, Luke mentioned that Clayton Taylor was a redeeming feature for MacArthur. Personally, I think he's a raging fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly acted that way. Carried on like a dead set pelican in this one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no. Nah, sorry, that's um, my hot take. Um, let's start with the Aspro decision, I guess, in the first half. I don't know if it's that controversial, really. No, it was a yellow card. I think it's a yellow card. It's the Paul dark shaded yellow. But I think it's a yellow. I'm way closer to the orange than uh, anyone in this room um, and possibly anyone else on earth. But um, yeah, know, hey, if, the, if there was, was a 10 minute sin bin or something, I'd be oh, all for it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't that's think it was a send off, not yeah. in terms of denial of a clear goal too, scoring opportunity. Too far out, too far wide. There's yeah. a defender in line with him, very central. Uh, yeah, and I think Aspro sort of fell in between the Tulio and the ball. So mm. Tulio still had to try and get around him to get the ball. Mm. And that would have given enough time for defenders to get back, I think. Mm. 
rubbing it in was the the next two challenges that Aspro made over the following 10 minutes. He definitely should have probably, yeah, he definitely should have picked up a second yellow at some Exactly. Point. Pretty quickly he could have got one and then later when he grabbed Tulio by the shorts, then I couldn't quite <laughs> understand why we were still giving him the benefit of the doubt. Then he kicked a low in the shins, um, uh, kicking mm. a low to kick the ball out and mm. we all laughed and said, you know, not a foul. Well, actually, I think that is a foul and it was in the box. <laughs> so, but... Do we does it, did we you know did any of those things have any impact on our ability to win the game? I'm not going to refs fault it. Yeah, completely. I don't know about that. I, I refs didn't help. I found the ref frustrating, <laughs> but I don't think that had anything to do with the result of the game. Um, I think he, he got that one right. Mm. Yeah, he was just a pain in the backside, to be honest. Not mm. giving cards when I thought that they were deserved, giving them when I thought it was a ridiculous idea and uh, generally pissing the crowd off. So he did that, you know, he gets 10 out of 10 for pissing the crowd off. <laughs> he absolutely united that Western stand. Yeah, oh, my absolutely. days, full time. It's a bit of toxicity there. <laughs> um, there was a, what I think was a pretty good shout for a penalty in the, in the second half um, as Niz got absolutely clattered as he was about to pull the trigger there and it was waved very quickly away. No pen for me. No? I just watched it again before. I think Nizzy's already sort of falling a little bit when he when there's the hip contact. I don't think he touches him in the back. It was pretty hard to see in the replay. The mm. footage wasn't great, but I think he went down a little bit too easy perhaps. Uh, but I've seen them given. I've seen them also not given. Mm. So I'm not too upset about it. I think he went down too easy and I would rather him see, try to stay on his feet and perhaps score because he'll have to tap it in. I, I don't know if he went down that. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he went down easy. I don't. Um, I'm. I was livid about this one at the time. I'm still pretty burnt about it. Yeah, I don't know if he's already going down there, or if he's put off contact, uh, off balance by the contact, um, which ended up being. I don't know. I, th- I felt there was more to it. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm in between that because I, I don't know about going down easily either. I thought that, that it was just a consequence of the contact that he ended up going down. And if it's a consequence it of the contact, then... Yeah, but at the same time, I think it's hard. It's too soft. It's not... Uh, it's hard, it's too soft. It's, it's, it's hard to make that decision because <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that. Title off. I, don't. <laughs> I hope you don't touch it. <laughs> Title off. <Peter's. laughs> Are we cutting this out? No. Um, but before the before that, there was a decision. Uh, oh, the guy's name's run out of my head now, but he's a newbie at um, MacArthur. He had had not a similar challenge, but had gone down with contact, kind of. Um, not around the legs, mm. that was not given a pen. Um, and I think it was closer to no pen than the nears no pen. Mm. But I think the referee probably saw those as being more similar than they should have been. And uh, he seemed that he enjoyed a good get square in this game at, at any time or, or was it just the randomness of his decision making? I think there was a bit of random selection going <laughs> on. Yeah, there's a bit of spice after that, uh, that pen no pen call as well. I love seeing uh, Steely and Ushkot going toe-to-toe there. Aspro <laughs> got away very quickly, though. He oh, was about he? 10, 20 metres <laughs> yeah. away. Didn't he want to bar near it. it. <laughs> Finally figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Allo picked himself up a yellow card for uh, for coming into the stoush there, too. The handball, no handball. No handball. No handball. No handball. Yeah. yeah. Arms down by his side enough for me. I don't even think he's even looking in that direction. There wasn't much he could do. It was pretty close. Uh, proximity but um, no handball I'd be pissed if it was 
given against oh, us. Oh, it'd be raging. And you just yeah. know that it would too. <laughs> it probably would, especially if it was against Sydney. <laughs> what are you saying, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> Say less. The closeness can't be a factor because, um, you know, Caltech in the game in Adelaide last year, um, that was close. But Caltech's arm was a fair bit further away from the body than this was. It's in a different postcode. Yeah. So, you know, even though it was short distance and high speed, then, yeah, that one looks a fair bit different to me. So, yeah, you've got to really have the arm out. You can't have the arm, you know, a little tiny little chicken wing there is not enough for me. I, I think it looked worse in in real time from the stadium because it hits his arm and he's either it's moved his arm out or he's mm. tried pulling his arm away from the ball. Mm. So when you see it that quickly, it looks like his arm's sticking out. But it, when watching on the replay in slow motion, it's up against his side and it mm. sticks out a bit afterwards. Yeah. That was, and it it's was pretty high up in his arm too. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, nothing wrong with that for, for mine. One more little com- controversy. No loose cannon. What 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 happened what? there? That's controversial, isn't yeah, it? That's huge. Is that controversial? No, what's going on what's there? Going on? Well, it looks like we're going to have a bit of a change of direction here. We are going to have loose cannons on our double headers. Okay. Uh, we are going to have uh, loose cannon, I think, on New Year's Eve, which might be a double header as well, actually. So that's probably uh, double uh, saying it. But um, yeah, there's you know we're trying to work out what direction to take it. The cost of the thing is significant to the club, and uh, so at this stage is it's a little bit in flux. But yeah, I'm going to admit and um, have my minor little rant about the fact that there isn't a loose cannon um, at this stage. And and uh, when will we have one? Well, I think we probably will have one this coming weekend. We got a double header, have we? Weekend after. Weekend after. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have one then. But but yeah. Uh, I'm sure I've said before, I think our fans love that stuff. I'll mm. admit I'm a collector. I know lots of other people who collect it and um, still trying to understand uh, why it is that we don't get that all of the, the main customers that I get at the gate these days are probably about eight to ten. Those customers, they the thing they do is grab it off me, immediately open the centrefold, if you will, and they see someone like Steely or Trianus or some other bloke they aspire to be in there and then they take that home with them. That's the important mm. bit and you sometimes see them posting on, you know, social media that um, they've stuck it on their wall or whatever. So, yeah, just a little bit disappointed that that's the direction that things are uh, taking at the moment but um, I'm uh, working on the problem because I'm a big advocate for it. So hopefully What's Moz going to do pre-game? <laughs> If not hand out the loose cannon. Hey, I'm going to be honest. Going to the game on the weekend, I was lost. I had no idea. For starters, I didn't have to carry a bag full of crap that I wish I I didn't have. I was wearing thongs, which I don't even remember at a home game when I wore thongs um, (laughs) because I've got stuff to do and boxes to carry and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I was weirded out. I kept saying to my wife, am I forgetting anything here? What haven't I got? Because I'm leaving the house in thongs, no bag. My wallet, phone, but yeah. I could have even had beer. Oh, my days. Yeah, I know, crazy. Could have gone pre-game Bay, Bay Road and nah. cut loose. Well, that, maybe that's what I should have done because, you know, when it's away games, you get about four news in between here and Wollongong. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't like the price of the beer here yeah. or there. Yeah, so, fair. No, yeah. well, yeah. yeah, hopefully they bring it back. Hopefully you sort it, Moss. Oh, well, we'll, we'll I'll join the crusade with you. 
I'm yeah, also with you. I, I don't think that too many noticed it heavily so far, but I think it's only a matter of time before a few fans raise their hand and say, hey, what, ha- questions asked, what yeah. happened? Because uh, it's a bit iconic. We're the only club that does it. Um, other clubs have had a go, been pretty poor at it. Mm. Um, the one thing I would say is that I'd love to see more um, a more fan-driven aspect to it. I think it's become less fan-driven. Uh, did have some articles written by fans in the last year or two, but um, if there's people out there who think they want to uh, write stuff about you know, games, players, club, um, whatever it is that they're doing on their match day, anything at all that could go in there, then um, feel free to contact this show or me and and um, I'd love to put that forward for people. So Yeah, what, what, a, what a great opportunity for an aspiring young journal or writer or something like that as well to um yeah get their get their words out there absolutely and i'd i'd i'm sure the club would be supportive of you know getting uh, opportunities for someone like that to get to an interview with the player yeah, uh, we are a, a development club aren't we so you yeah. know yeah, not just players and coaches, but why not writers as well? No, we've got yeah, a fantastic history. We've had some media managers in the time, haven't we? Oh, They've mate. gone on to bigger... Tyson bigger Scott things. at FIFA, Benny O'Neill, <laughs> Benny Coonan. Jeez. Yeah, we've done well. Yep, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Long history. Going all right there, yeah. And Dave Jordan as well. Shout out, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. And Glenn Lauder as well, of course. Shout out, Glenn. Hey, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Glenn. <laughs> uh, Robert Chifranek, yeah. He's a Sydney fan. Yeah. <laughs> we still like him we just keep it low key because he's Sydney <laughs> yeah well at least we're still above Sydney and City absolutely flying up the table after that round who are a listening lay Ute are they OSK Uborfei Oddcast Bay so joining us on the Coast Football Ramble podcast this week is the latest one off the production line to make his A-League debut for your Central Coast Mariners. It is the man himself, Brad Tapp. Brad, how are you, my friend? Good, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Absolute pleasure, mate. Very excited to have you on uh, after making your A-League debut on uh, Sunday against MacArthur. We'll come to that in a moment, but as we always do, a couple of quick fire questions to kick things yeah. off here. Firstly, who is better? Is it... Andreas Iniesta or Josh Nisbet? Oh, I'm going to have to go with... It's a close one, but I'm going to have to go with Nizzy. That's the right, yeah, that's the right answer. M- Mini-Esther, as I've heard him called. <laughs> that's, a good one, that's a good one. Perfect. Uh, your sauce, mate, at home. Uh, tomato barbecue sauce in the fridge or the cupboard? Got to be the pantry, I think. It's just got to be. Good Oof, man. I liked you before this, Tuffy. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry. I'm not having hot dogs at your place, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't be invited uh, anyway, mate. So, yeah, just oh, wow. dial comments. it back oh, wow. a bit there, Moz. <laughs> mate, tell us a bit about the Brad Tap story. Where did you play your juniors? How did you find your way to the Mariners? Yeah, so uh, under 12s, I sort of started at Blacktown City just in the MPO, and up until the 18s, I think, that's when I got the call from Ken Chembry to come trial up at the Mariners. He said that uh, him and Monty saw something in me in the grand final, so just sort of come up on an open trial, nothing really thought nothing really of it and then um just from there it kind of really took my opportunity got the got the call that i'd be joining the myl squad for that year and uh, in the mpl squad so yeah just kind of out of nothing really from ken just saw me in the final so yeah and i heard sash kazevsky might have had a bit of a part to play in that as well did he? oh yes that's right he did so he put the good word in for me <laughs> with kenny so yeah because i've known sasha oh, I couldn't, how could i forget i've known sasha for a while now just we used to play about futsal and stuff together when we were younger. So he put the good word in, um, said I wasn't, you know, was looking for a move and he put the good word in with Kenny. And then from that, he kind of saw me and then, yeah. 
I am where I am now. Agent Cousy, how good? We need to get <laughs> Uncle. That's it. That's it. We need Agent to get Uncle Kenny on here to um, just tell us how much impact Sasha's comments actually had there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we need to <laughs> get to that. Yeah, clear the story, mate. Um, who were some of your favourite players growing up? Oh, growing up, so because I'm a big Leeds United boy, I, I used to watch a lot of their games and Calvin Phillips. Uh, obviously, he's a bit of a trader now, gone to Man City, sits on the bench, but. Yeah, when I was growing up, just the last few years, just been watching him and sort of modelling my game around him, I guess. And yeah, now you've got Bellingham coming through, which is, mm. yeah, he's a, he's the one that everyone loves. But yeah, kind of Calvin was the main one. Different gravy, Bellingham. Yeah, he is, he is. So tell us a little bit about, a uh, little bit more about your time, obviously, after you came in uh, across from Blacktown in, in 2018 into the NYL and the academy setup. Talk about your sort of progression through there, eventually going on to uh, captain the first grade side in uh, in 2022. Yeah, so it was uh, kind of my first season was in 2020 and it was kind of a bit of a weird year, as we all know, with, the, with um, COVID and stuff. It was a bit of a weird year. Obviously, it got interrupted uh halfway through so it was a bit of a breakage year but then I uh, went on to 2021 and sort of just kept progressing kept progressing and then 2022 is when I kind of made the step up and kind of was captain and led the boys to promotion and championship obviously we couldn't win the final which is uh, another story but yeah it was just, it was a great year I was honored to lead the boys that year and just glad that we achieved promotion to NPL one so yeah so that ACL injury occurred in yep. the grand final. Correct, yeah. 13 minutes in. Yuck. Yuck. Yeah. So yep. tell us a bit. I've, I'm going to admit that I've got a little bit of experience, only a thousand years older, but um, <laughs> recently come back from an ACL injury myself. It wasn't, oh, wow. very, wasn't very much fun, and I reckon it was less fun for nah. you. So walk us through what that rehab and recovery actually looks like for a pro player. Yeah, so it was. It was a roller coaster journey, right? So obviously there's ups and downs with every rehab. Um, it kind of was a a good rehab to start with. Um, it was looking really good. I was well ahead of schedule, and then towards the end of it, I um, hit this period where I went back to training contact, and then I had a bit of a scare. I went over the ball again, and I I got a scan up at um, Coastal Imaging, and came back and said that I've partially torn my ACL again. So going through my head that that sort of two week period i thought well that's me done now i'm not not going to play football i'm going to have to go back to uni and i was looking at other options but thankfully the scan was wrong and um which is crazy it was a yeah wrong scan it was uh past scarring tissue which was the case so i was able to continue my journey it held me back about a month but thankfully we're still here today and yeah it was a long 12 months but it really got me stronger fitter faster so I couldn't thank the staff at Mariners enough. You know, Bryce, Cade, John, Nick, they've all done so much for me and I'll always be grateful for them. So obviously the club was was supportive of that. Um, yeah, massively. Talk, talk us through Monty and, and how that process works and how he's talking to you about that. Yeah, I remember it was uh, it was it was a heartbreak. I, I, I went and got a scan around September of that, like two weeks later. And I got a, a call, not from John, not from the doctor. I got a call from Monty. Oh, and yeah. it was, and yeah, I answered the phone call and he said, uh, I'm so sorry, mate. And then that's when I, I started to get emotional. I started to tear up a bit. And I knew like the worst case scenario had happened. And he just said, he just said, look, we all, we all love you at the club. We all 
think highly of you, which was it was really nice to hear that sort of that reassurance. And but he just said like you've got everyone here to help you, and if you ever need anyone to talk to, everyone's here. So I knew at that moment it was going to be a long twelve months, but also an easy twelve months with the support I had from the from the Mariners, you know. And lastly, on ACLs, how does it feel now looking back and you've just got through your debut, oh, well, your A-League debut, and you're looking good on the pitch and everything's coming together? How's that ACL in your head now? Yeah, that, it's, a, it's a weird thing, mate. I, I honestly feel like I've come back stronger and better and just faster, fitter. Like, I don't think I'd be able to perform the way I am now and train the way I am now with, without that extra year off kind of thing, that, I guess, extra year of preparation, you could call it, so... It's just, it's kind of a good thing that's happened in a, in a way, you know, it's gave me that extra time, just be patient and just come come back now the way I am now. Oh, we did speak a little bit about Monty there as well, obviously uh, under a new gaffer these days in Mark Jackson, who's recently come to the club there. Have you noticed much of a sort of difference or similarities in their style um, between the two uh, of them? So yeah, obviously like different coaches have different styles of play, but the way um, Jacko wants to play is really positive. You know, he really wants us to to press when we can and keep playing that front foot football. So there's definitely some similarities between him and Monty. But obviously, new gaffer's going to have new ideas and new ways around football because they've had different careers, different pathways. So, but there, just the similarities of pressing and just we just want to attack. Really, we want to go forward. We want to be entertaining. We don't want to sit back and just be boring. Kind of, yeah. Uh, Tapi, when you came on on the weekend, um, game uh, was the score then. It was they just scored. What were your instructions coming on for the field then? Because you placed uh, Harry, who had, had a pretty good hit out. Was it the same as what you know what the rest of the game was going, or did he have some new instructions with that goal? Just conceding that goal. Yeah. So obviously, I was I was planned to come on before the goal anyway. So I just kind of got my set pieces, and as I was walking up to come on, uh, they scored unfortunately. So yeah, it was a bit of a kicking the balls situation coming on one nil <laughs> down coming on for kickoff but um no nah, danny just said to me the assistant he just said look play your game we know what you're capable of and told me just to sit in that six roll and control the center and let nizzy do the more forward running and uh the box to box stuff and just dictate play and control it and Excellent. so yes just my normal game really you looked pretty comfortable out there yeah thank you i appreciate that just and, trying uh, to do what i can for the boys <laughs> and you put one in the back of the net yeah, it must so, have been a roller coaster. so close. Oh, mate. Uh, well, it was a goal, goal for a, goal. It was a goal for what ten seconds, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the stadium announcer announced it, so yeah, I'm sure it counts. Yeah, I know. I wonder who that was. Cannon didn't go off. Though. <laughs> Cannon didn't go off. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. If that went in, that would have been a fairy tale. But yeah, it is what it is. A bit of a collector's item it would have been too. I think. What was your last goal back in June 2022? I think. That's what I said after. I think I, I said to Dobbo, I think Dobbo said one goal, one appearance. And I said, I think I've scored one goal in the last four years, mate. Yeah. So <laughs> I, would, I would have taken that. But nah, yeah, I just, yeah. To see the Lino's flag go up and, and then him say, no, nah, it was a goal. I was like, what is going on? But then seeing on the big screen how far offside I was until the other Well, this can't get allowed. So, yeah. Did you guys get any insight of what was going on with the uh, linesman and referees discussion? No, had no idea. We we just because all we got told was it was offside, so we've just got set back up, and that's why I was so far back on halfway, like just in front of the the circle. They're getting ready to set up in position, and then I was just seeing the the ref just point to the the center circle for kickoff, and then everyone's running towards me. It was, yeah, it was crazy. 
It was bizarre. I think a lot of people in the stadium were pretty confused about what happened. Yeah. We wanted yeah, to cheer, though. We really wanted to cheer. <laughs> I, I, oh, don't worry. We, all the boys did cheers. We, we made the most of it while we could. <laughs> when point. it happened, I, it looked like Tulia was off from, yeah. from behind the goals. So I was confused about why. The referee I think overruled I, we looked, the we, we had a look back at it. We had a look back at it, and um, I think Alo flicked it on to Tulio, who was in an offside position. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah, yeah it that's was. why, unfortunately. But I couldn't understand yeah, why the referee overruled it, though. That was what was confusing. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm not sure what happened up there, but yeah, interesting. Didn't really know what he was doing. Didn't know what he was doing with most of the rest of the match either. But anyway, that's another story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a couple of questions in from uh, some of the listeners here. Big fan of the show in uh, somebody named Maximilian Ballard. Um, oh, okay. Maximilian asks, uh, what has happened to the man bun that we loved during your and whale oh, wow. days? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a throwback. <laughs> no, that was, yeah, not one of my proudest moments, but obviously the COVID year had no barbers open, so kind of had to deal what I got dealt, you know, because no barbers. Mum offered me a trim. I said, oh, I think I'm just going to stick it up in a in a top knot, which probably wasn't the best decision, but hey, <laughs> it is what it is. I think I remember the first time I saw that coming out, actually, when I was commentating at Plume and I didn't recognise you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah, honestly, not my proudest moment, that one. Ah, it could have been worse. Could've Clearly been worse. appreciated by Maximilian and the boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he meant some positive things from that comment, yeah. Yeah, he said he loved it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I hear you do play a, a bit of FIFA and pro, pro clubs with uh, Nizzy and oh, Maxi yeah. and Dan. Uh, who's the best yeah. out of those uh, or the guys that you play with there? Oh, I think Dan would like to say he is, but he's, there's no way he is. I'd have to put... I'd have to put Max up there. When Max is on it, he's pretty good. To be fair, okay. he can he he plays a similar position. You know, he he, he controls the game. So yeah, I have to say Max is pretty decent at Max, his job. Okay, yeah, decent. Uh, one in from Sasha Kazevsky, Agent Kuzi. Uh, with Agent a full Kuzi. eleven on pro clubs, who is the worst player? Oof, full eleven. I'm. <laughs> I want to have to say Dan. Maybe Dan might <laughs> might have to be thrown under the bus here. You know, he plays up top. He plays up top, but when he's off his game, he's off his game. See, now, I heard a rumour that you like to take charge and become a bit of a bully, a bit bossy uh, when you're playing, playing pro clubs. I did ask Dan about that. Um, Dan yeah. said that, no, you're not actually a bully, but when you lose in FIFA, it's never because the guy that you're playing against is better. It's because you're oh, okay. lagging. Uh, thoughts on that? <laughs> you know, everyone has to make up excuses or their ways of around things, but well, I'd say everyone gives it their fair share. No one's, no one's as clean as the whistle, you know? Everyone gives it. <laughs> Gives their own comments. <laughs> Diplomatic as always. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and one final one in here from uh, Natasha Tapp, good friend of the show. Uh, could you oh, please yeah. clean your room? Uh, okay. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Okay. <laughs> when I'm home, I will do. We're going to check that. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's it. Wow, what a stitch up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're all about here on the Coast Football Ramble podcast. Um, <laughs> Tappy, thank you so much for taking the time this hour to join us on the Ramble. Absolute pleasure having you along, mate, and uh, looking forward to seeing you back out on the paddock, hopefully very, very soon. My pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me, and yeah, let's do it. Speak soon, mate. See you, mate. Take care. Good luck, lad. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. It's bad, but it's real. It's fucked. Looking back, of course, at round two of A Liga men's action. Uh, it all kicked off on Friday evening. Brisbane Raw getting the chocolates over Sydney FC. Redders, what are you doing? 
just being a wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> Clowning around back there. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Oh, yeah, I believe they uh, define it as a slice or a shank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, less than ideal. Isn't it only a slice or a shank if it actually goes forward? Didn't that go backwards? <laughs> it went backwards, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. I suppose it's still technically a slice or a shank, but it's more like an edge. Yeah, had the sandwich on that one. Horrible. <laughs> uh, Saturday, we saw two contests, Wellington Phoenix and Perth Glory in the distance derby. Wellington getting the chockies in that one. Ollie Sale, what's he thinking? Yeah, another keeper howler. Is there like a keeper's union or something? They're all sticking up for Jack's <laughs> error. <laughs> Taking turns for Howler so he doesn't look as bad. That's nice of them. Oh, goalkeeper's union sticking together. How good. <laughs> Your things you love to see. Also, things you love to see. Wellington winning. Um, don't hate that. They played well. Yeah. Yeah, tough start for life in the West uh, for, for Stadge. But, of course, we know his capabilities and um, I'm sure he'll bounce back. Hopefully missing, not this weekend. They're missing a meanie, aren't they? Yes, yeah, I saw him interviewed in a halftime show or something like that. Couple of big score lines over the weekend as well. Western Sydney five, Western United nil. That one was done and dusted before the forty-fifth minute. Yeah, that looked a little bit too easy. Um, a few traffic cones there on the field. <laughs> <laughs> um, they just went straight through. Yeah, but it's true. And then a few nice finishes as well. But yeah, big score. Yeah. Yep. Other big scores, uh, nothing if not big scores for this round. Melbourne victory five, Newcastle three. Ding dong. Yeah, Fonaroli put on the show, didn't he? Didn't he? What nice the Rabona finish. Oh, <laughs> stop it, Bruno. It's very nice. <laughs> and they were already doing the Bruno show sort of thing, you know, talking Uruguay and access all areas and Suarez and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and then he comes out and does that. Obviously Stop likes it. the limelight. Uh-huh. Nice big crowd there too. Was, yeah, it's great to see, to see crowd back at Amy Park. Yep, absolutely love that. Uh, before rounding out the rounds, Adelaide 6, Melbourne City nil. Jeez. Yeah, there's a few similarities to the grand final. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rado's, Rado's having Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> um, <laughs> or Parramatta flashbacks. Adelaide just looked like they could score in any attack, really. Uh, uh, I thought it was getting the kids just keep going. It was um, scary. Yeah. Which I thought was I, a little bit odd because the, when, that, when we played them, I didn't really see that in them. Um, and then all of a sudden... They weren't playing at City, were they? No. <laughs> City True. conceding six? I oh, know, oh, but they couldn't just... Have, couldn't be, could it? I didn't feel like they had that many routes to goal in that game, but in this game, everyone was a route to goal. Mm. No, that's why, that's why I was trying to say, like, we, we, weren't, we aren't, haven't been that bad yet. Uh, and true. We don't need to worry about ourselves too much, I don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, don't know what happened to City. Adelaide just... Uh, Picking I mean, up they're, where they're they left off, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Aaron Kundaga was very good, though, as well. Oh, mate. That was. Yeah. yeah. Credit where credit's due. Yeah, it's, can't say Faz that. Faz would have stopped it. But. <laughs> <laughs> he finally has that sense of freedom now that he's not playing against Faz. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Well, that leads very nicely into our discussions around... The Coast Football Ramble, Tipping and Fantasy Leagues. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I am just about jack of fantasy football right now. I finished the round with 11 points. <laughs> I don't think Boise's gone too well either, is he? I, I, I see him yeah. complaining a lot that he's... Yeah, well, Boise's got a couple of similar players tipping to me. shambles. <laughs> oh, mate. So McLaren missed a penalty for Melbourne City, so he got minus four for me. Um, as is Bayich, don't know what he did, but he got minus seven. Jamie Young conceded a buttload of goals, so he got minus six. Uh, my top performing player was Florian Berenguer with 11 points. 
Tolgay Arsland didn't even play. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he played midweek. Yeah, yep. And um, when the squad list came out and I saw he wasn't on it, I couldn't remove him because it was too late. It was locked out. So that sees me sliding down, down, way down. Uh, if you want to know what happened to Bay, he conceded 6-2. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, that's the problem. <laughs> he was there the for the line. Very valid point. Um, I've gone from 12th place down to 41st place. <laughs> 41st place, which brings me good segue into the only thing positive about my fantasy game, which is after getting 51 and bringing out the heels uh, last week, then... This week, I got D1 again. No. 102, three points ahead of Peter. So in two weeks, the pair of us have shambled. <laughs> out- you've outshambled me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Check okay. it out. Yep. I know. It was the, it's the only thing I've got. I'm yep. still down languishing. There you are. Shit yep. knows where. 36th. Because uh, you had Jamie Young and Aziz Bayich as well, but you had Brandon Barella captain. So, exactly. Yeah, Brandon Barella was the only thing I had going for me. So, yep. And yep. I did, to be honest, I didn't even see what he did that was so good. Oh, mate, you got off lucky. Callum Talbot on your bench, minus 14. I know. I know. <laughs> The worst part about this is... Minus 14 for ball watching on that last goal. (laughs) (laughs) The worst part is I'm all for players who play. So I'm not that unhappy with my team, but Mm. they're shit. Um, of course, big shout out to Cameron. Hi, hey, hello. Uh, still top of the pops after round two with a total score of 187. He's running away with it now as well. Quality in second place with 165. Hmm. Long long way from 102 and 99, isn't it? (laughs) It's all right. We'll get there. At least I did a little bit better in the tipping this week. I think I got two. Yes, I got two right in the tipping this week. Yeah, well, I was happier because finally I got a tip from Wellington. Took a while. I, I, th- I wrote on Twitter that it was at the seventh attempt, but I think it was actually the eighth attempt. <laughs> it was a pretty shit attempt. But, uh, yeah, what did I get? I think I might have got three, Pete. So I think I might have it covered there as well. Yeah, I didn't get a point till uh, Wanderers beat Western United. My only other point was uh, victory beating the Jets. Um, everything else, yeah, no bueno. I had the victory. I had Western Sydney and I had Wellington. So that means I'm one ahead of you as well. Mate, nice. I've shot up 13 places after getting those two tips right though, so I'm going all right now. I think it's better if we just count who's behind us. Is, <laughs> is there anyone behind us? It's <laughs> probably a couple. Um, there's a whole bunch of uh, people on five points. Matt, Paul, Gary and George. Uh, sticking my tip, Paul. Loving that name, leading the charge there as well. Um, and then a lot of people on four points. Mm, I've flown up to 33rd. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I'm on 37. Incredible. I'm 37. No. Oh, uh, well. Now I know why everyone disregards the football stuff I say on this show because it's clearly coming from somebody who's got no idea. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. You always come up with a good question. Well, it is, of course, that time of the week where we answer your questions. Of course, thank you, as always, for all your submissions across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the ccmfans.net forum. Starting with Facebook this week, Ian Riley, lads, without knowing precisely what Mark Jackson's strategy is, would you say it's time for our fans to crack each other's heads open and feast on the go inside? And if not, what suggestions can you offer to improve upon the weekend? No, not yet. I don't know. I'm not a coach. Yeah, but yeah. that's it. It's only round two. It's not panic it's stations yet. yet. Yeah. No. no. 
No, no panicking. We, we haven't lost 6-0. We haven't lost 5-3. We haven't lost 5-0. I don't think we, we haven't lost. Oh, yeah, we've lost 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have to worry too much yet, I don't think. Yeah. We've shown we've got a fair bit of work to do and a fair bit of yeah. thinking to do. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that is a fair bit the coach and, you know, he'll know he's in it now. I'm going to judge it after round six. I've always said I'm going to give it between four to six rounds. I'm going to push that out to six rounds and then if I think it's time to hit the panic button, I'll hit the panic button. Until then, no, it's right. I just miss doing winning pods. <laughs> that air horn button hasn't got to work out for a little while now. We just need the girls to play and we get a winning pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's mixed pods, right? Because the girls got to win, the guys got to lose. Yeah, it's Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe yeah, shit. It's not as bad when we get one win at least. <laughs> so, no, nah, I don't think there's anything to panic about, but yeah, there's a lot to do, that's for sure. So hopefully Mark Jackson knows it. There are a lot of wrestlers fans though. Mm, yeah, Jeremy Lummies one as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah, the ones that are calling for heads at the moment, I think are way too premature. Mm. Agree. We got spoiled last season. Oh, we did. We did, yeah. As that's Ivan Yolich would say, we're being greedy. <laughs> we love greedy shout out Paolo. um yeah jeremy lumby was was one who's uh, a little bit restless as well as are most of the comments that are coming through a bit of a recurring theme um jeremy mentions that we didn't seem to change shape to adapt to the defensive structure of macarthur and sort of resorted to a lot of side-to-side movement with no real sort of penetration shout out Paolo. it's probably fair yeah we, we had more ball but yeah we weren't doing too much with it mm. certainly not um, laid on I think, it, I think it comes back to maybe what, what I alluded to that Mick mentioned earlier about players crowding each other out in those spaces there and Perhaps, yeah. not getting that rotation right in the front third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It'll come. Give hopefully, it time. Hopefully. Scotty McGee. Uh, Scotty's not ever here to discourage our players, but he wants to know what is up with Dylan Wenzel-Halls. Um, still not really convinced. Thoughts? I agree. I'm not too convinced yet. Mm few pretty bad touches lost the ball quite a lot when it came on mm. um not a great time to come on mm. uh but yeah he, di- he didn't look too good and in the uh fc games he's been offside quite a lot <laughs> even though he's got a couple of goals but yeah i'm not not too convinced to be honest no i i think i said earlier that um i'm not sure if we're playing a game that suits his unique talents mm. i'll call them um but yeah coming to the ball his touches were not good enough for us to maintain the possession most of the time and that is a challenge for him I think he wants to get in behind seems a bit similar to Will Wilson that we're maybe not totally playing to his strengths either but Mm. either we've got another plan or we will have another plan to find another player because uh, yeah it's 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 hard to fit a player that doesn't suit the game plan and and make that work Mm. um so. He totally plays off the shoulder of the defender, right? Like he, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't want to be dropping deep in between the lines, like a Tulio or a, or a Cummings. Mm. Yeah. So and you can't get in behind. You can't play off the shoulder as much when they're sitting back defending a lead. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. And they're they're tired and they're hot. Mm. Um. They sit pretty deep. Yeah. You might get one um, lucky one that pops over the top or something, yeah, but you I know. I don't think Dylan was the answer there. Mm. But there's a player there, and he's a serviceable A league striker. So. You know, if we play to his strengths, it'll come good. I think he also, you know, would want to improve on that because he did have some pretty bad touches at times in this game. But, um, but yeah, 
he's going to be with us for a while longer. So let us see whether or not we can fit him into our game plan better than we are at the moment. Mm. I'm not going to write off any player on here because last time I did that, uh, it was Benny. It was and, <laughs> so do it. And, and, and I had an argument with Moz and I thought he was hopeless. And then all of a sudden he just it clicked and he turned into a good player. So maybe I should back them out. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next? It's going to work. I'm for it. Uh, Greg Brown wants to know what's happened to Aloe. He doesn't seem to be his usual or former exciting and excitable self. I think it's showing that he hasn't played a lot of football lately. Uh, but also I, he wasn't getting a lot of service, I don't think. But I, I do agree he's not looking um, you know, as convincing as when he was first here. Yeah, I think there's some things about his game actually that I like the look of more. I think he's actually better on the ball than he was before he went overseas. But yeah, we're not really playing to his strengths, certainly not in this game. He'll hate me for it, but um, the impact player thing that Alo had has been, you know, pretty super for us over the years and um, maybe that's a formula that, that Mark Jackson might go back to um, mm. and that might even suit Alo. So, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm confident that he'll, you know, get back to where we expect him to be, but, yeah, it hasn't been the best start for him yet. Over to Twitter, Cameron Smith. He's back with another start one, bench one, sell one. Love it. Um, this is all based on uh, the player's ability, based on their performances for the Mariners. Three players that we have to choose from this week. Malik Mane, Azdrubal, and Chris Harold. That's pretty easy for me, I think. Oh, we have to keep one. Um, so start, start one, bench one, sell one. Yes, yeah, so we have to keep two of them. <laughs> this is going to be hard. Uh, I'm starting Chris Harold. Yeah, okay, yep. Uh, I'm benching Malik Mane. He needs a little spell on the sideline after he's uh, spraying the dressing room. <laughs> and uh, I am absolutely releasing Azdrubal on a free transfer. Uh, I thought Azdrubal was going to be good. He, he got a couple of goals when he first started. Mm. And he looked yeah, pretty good. Yeah, but the first one then... came in off his backside. Oh. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, he looked all right, and then he just plummeted really bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sw- there's no way that Malik Mane isn't going out the door. <laughs> all right, that's I'm starting there. So <laughs> I think that means I have to start um, Chris Harold. Yeah, of course. Chris Harold was a decent player. He was a good player. Yeah. 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 I, I was a little bit disappointed he gave the game away. Yeah, and who was the other forgettable? Um, uh, Asdrubal. Asdrubal. The thing with Asdrubal was that he looked good and then he tried this ridiculous bicycle kick. From 40 yards out. Yeah, I don't even know what... <laughs> and I injured don't his think heel. he knows what he was doing. No. But from the moment he tried that onwards, then he had nothing. He had a um, massive, massive injury after that, uh, as a result of the way that he landed after that, I believe. Yeah, so he showed some signs but never quite got there. So I'm going to go with him as the um, bench. But he was also described as a former member of the club coaching staff here as a massive fanny, so... <laughs> don't know if I can leave that yeah, in. He seemed a bit soft. I think that was his, his problem. Yeah. He didn't like the physical side of this league. Yeah. He's no Tulio and he's certainly no, not even any Torres, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. So. Um, very quickly, Eddie on Twitter wants to know, do you feel the standard of the A-League teams have improved this season or is the AFC Cup really that bad? Oh, the AFC Cup's not very good. It's not great so far. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think some of, the, some of the teams in the league have obviously gone up a bit, um, but... I don't know. I think it's pretty on par with last season for the most part. Yeah, mostly, I think. Mm. Brandon Hodges on Instagram has a hot take for us. He feels Rue is better than Docker. Mm. Different players. Docker didn't have a very good game. 
on the weekend, but I think so far I've liked the look of him. He looks pretty good and he links up very well with Torres. Um, Rue had a great season last season, so I wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt to see him. But uh, he didn't play too good when he came on against Bale. He, I think that's some of the worst football I've seen him play. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I'd prefer Docker. Yeah? Yeah. Bit of a mix for me. I'm, I, I think they've both got their qualities. They're different players. Yeah, and I kind of feel like that op, that thing we've talked about, about Docker playing further up the pitch could work with Stormy okay. So, mm. so I'm I wouldn't behind. be mad about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to say it. I, I like Storm there just because he gives a bit more experience across the back line. And so I would, is a very inexperienced back line. You know, Docker's only, what, 22, 23, never played A-League. Mm. You've got Nathan Paul, Caltech, second season, and then Faz. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like Stormy there, personally. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, over to the ccmfans.net forum LG wants to know do we think the crowd was a bit concerning only 6,500 for the first game back as champions on a cracking afternoon thought there might have been a fair few more mm, it was pretty hot but yeah it would have been nicer mm, maybe I mean, they're lining up getting their memberships outside yeah <laughs> uh, speaking of which our membership numbers are up over I think 5,800 now which um, yeah doing good things in membership team there it was one yeah. of those days where, you know, once it's 25, 26 degrees, there's a segment of the coast that just goes to the beach. Yeah. And yeah. that's what that's they do. It's unfortunate. So and MacArthur's not a very alluring team. not a good draw card. It sucks having to play them first up yeah. at home. Yeah. Would where have been so the, much better if it was a Sydney, Newcastle, you know, even, a, even a Melbourne victory maybe. How about a grand yeah. final replay? And uh, given the form that uh, City have been having, sense. then uh, <laughs> we could have had another 6 1, or maybe even an 8 2. <laughs> uh, Andrew Thurman wants to know Do we think Torres is a shout up top? It would stop him cutting in, if nothing else. I don't know. I think. Um, his finishing I, I, hasn't really shown enough for me there yet. Yeah, he needs to get his finishing right. I, th- I think I like him out wide cutting in. I like the way he links up with Docker. Um, mm. I, I, I think we've already got Kowal and Tulio there. And uh, I think they're both more suited to that central role. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to stay where he is or if we want to experiment with swapping sides then go for it. But yeah and he definitely needs to work on his finishing because uh he reminds me of Tulio when he first started looks like he's got everything but can't quite get it to go in the net yeah it's like his radar's off or something like yeah mm. he's hitting with good technique he gets good dip and stuff like that but they're just not hitting the target mm. yeah needs to recalibrate his sights i think yeah yeah i think he just needs to maybe get one or two and then it might start happening well, before we take off for the evening here on the Ramble, uh, let's have a quick look ahead to what is coming. Of course, we have a uh, game away to Perth this Saturday. I think it's a 9.45 p.m. Eastern kickoff off the top of my head. Interesting to take on stage once again, fellas. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty confident going to this one uh, just based on the way that they played last game. Uh, hopefully we can start you know, turning it around and get some results. Yeah, need to sooner rather than later. Yeah. <laughs> We're on a difficult run. He's but got six no games. Time. Yeah, mm. No time like now to, you know, take that opportunity. If they're not informed, that's maybe our opportunity and, uh, you know, get a win there, get a little bit rolling, get mm. a win in Bali and all of a sudden we come home and we're on a roll. So Two pretty tough trips in fairness because Perth's exactly. never an easy trip to make uh, for the players as well. They do actually feel that time difference. Um, and then, of course, away to Bali, you know, in what I'm – 
assuming it's probably going to be a pretty sort of intimidating atmosphere. Don't doubt it. Yeah. I've seen a few few of their um, their their home games, and uh, I think their 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 active supporter, their ultras, are called the Northside Boys, um, and there's there's quite a few of them, and they're pretty raucous. <laughs> Might give us a boost. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I bet. I'm going to get in amongst it. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how um, Jackson rotates the squad a bit for the two games. Yeah. We might get to see a bit more Tapizio and Tappy. And mm. I wouldn't be shocked to see Tappy even maybe get a start against Baliway. Yeah, I think he'd go fine. Get some minutes in the legs there. And, you know, you've got you've got to think about managing Niz's workload. Maxi's carrying a bit of an ankle knock after the Bali at home game as well. Um, so Niz carried quite a bit of load on, on the weekend as well. I think he played the full 90. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. So... Yeah, he's really got to be thinking about that, and I'm sure Brycey will, you know, give him the best, um, the best care available and the best um, sort of options there as well. I think we're pretty well stocked in that middle anyway. Mm. It is a tough ask for Mark Jackson, though. He's got a lot to think about, a lot to, you know, um, plan for, mm. and uh, so you know, some of the rotation that we maybe don't necessarily think was what we wanted or what we thought was the best thing, maybe that'll iron out to be the right thing in the end. So, um, hard or not go away and get a couple of results or even a draw and a win out of these two and we start to feel like we're in the right direction. That'll be a massive, massive shot in the arm. Exactly. hundred percent. Yeah, get that morale up and yeah, I mean, morale's not exactly down, but you know, yeah, get a lot of the confidence up. Uh, Really quickly, uh, score predictions for both games, please, lads. Uh, 2-1 against Perth. Our way. Yep. Uh, Let me see. Five two. Five two. <laughs> Studying know. the form guy. <laughs> Full, <idea. guess. laughs> Full guess. Just no idea. I think there's gonna be some goals in that one. Yeah. Maybe I should have gone higher. I don't know. No, five two three. Yeah, Wait see. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with two nil in Perth, followed by three one in Bali. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Right. There we go. Don't um don't have it. I like I like the two one in Perth. Uh fancy that. And um hmm. Yeah, four, four, two in Bali, I think. Yeah, just a little bit tighter, a little bit tighter. Well, that is about all we have time for this afternoon on the Coast Football Ramble podcast. Fellas, absolute pleasure. Tyson, good to see you. Thanks for having me, Good guys. to have you back. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for joining us. Moz, good luck at seven side. Yeah, in this heat. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> Make sure if you are heading over to either Bali or Perth to slide on into our DMs, of course. But uh, until we meet again... Ladies and gents, thanks all so much for tuning in. It is. Love you. See ya. Bye. Maxi, uh, uh, Jesus, I just called you Maxi. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the shambles. Oh, the shambles on the ramble. That's Again. us. Again. That's it. <laughs>
来の足